0: Old school with DP and J on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: We got Jay Foreman on the phone So I'll go ahead and do a little intro action. You're listening to Old School, 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. Filling in for DP today. He's still over uh, during his travels. He's been all over the place there on the East Coast. Was able to catch the game against Rutgers as well. I know he has plenty of thoughts on that. We'll catch him tomorrow. But luckily for us, we've got Husker Hall of Famers all day. And that includes Jay Foreman. We'll head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where Jay you now have changed from you were on the stream yard so everyone just gets to look at my beautiful face and that's uh the way that's gonna right. go but we got you on the on the phone so uh no matter what no matter what we do we can't get rid of you how about that man
0: that's what thats you usually uh, I'd like to say it's a good thing but sometimes it's a bad thing right that way no it's <laughs> yeah, definitely the, a good thing. Uh, the, the greatness of te- technology you're able to uh, you know, do a multitude of things in a matter of uh, you know five or six minutes. So uh, you know, look. Well, what we're you know facing as a as a university is you know it's, it's all your, about perspective. Whether it's tumultuous or uh, you know a time of uh, that could be potential prosperity. It's all how you you know you know go about approaching it and how you uh, take care of your business. And the the good thing about it in the short term, which is. You know, the next, you know, six, seven weeks, it's all, you know, within your control. I think, uh, you know, if you want to do comparables, and you know, you know, you really need to just focus on this league. But, you know, look, you just pretty much took Indiana to, to town, right, mm-hmm. to the point that where they fired their, like, offensive coordinator <laughs> yep. Um, after playing Nebraska. But then also you saw Indiana, at least for the first three quarters, was toe-to-toe with Michigan. So, the, again, there's, there's nobody in Nebraska going to face that, that they need to go out there and be like, man, you know we we, you know, we we can't match up. So everything is, is in front of them now. Just because it's in front of them and, and they match up, you know, in reality and on paper, the best reality and the only reality, reality that matters is, is what happens on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights or whenever you're playing. So, um, you know, and sometimes that could be the hard part. You know, sometimes I think athletes these days think, you know, just because on paper we're supposed to be good, the other team is just going kind to of be like, okay, we're, you know, Nebraska's is going to win. I think we lost a little bit of of sight of, you know, everybody likes to use the word the process, but, you know, the championship type of mentality. And and being a champion, you know, everybody just equates to having the the ring at the end. But, you know, preparing, the the preparation for a championship, the ability to overcome, you know, obstacles is, is, is part of the championship mentality. So all those things that you're doing, um it has nothing to do with you know the ring that you get at the end of the season is building a championship mentality you know the ability to not give up and, and and quit is something that has that will help you beyond football i mean way beyond football so um you know these are things that you you learn through being on a team and be truly invested in a team and you can't you know football unfortunately is 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 the uh you know main sport. You know, they're the only sport I guess you can say that you can't be you know halfway in, halfway out, and kind of jilly-dally around. So, um, you know, I think they're in a good position. I think everybody should be you know focused on the positive, and you know, obviously focus. I would say focus on the positive. Be aware of the negatives or, or the things that you need to get better at. But uh, ultimately, you know, you know, things could be a lot different. And we've been down there where you know after Georgia Southern. Where you can't couldn't believe it happened, you know, and or after Northwestern, where you know you even had players, you know, up to like a week after <laughs> talking about right. they can't believe they lost. Well, you're lost, and 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 as we saw, uh, you know, just in the NFL, like you are what your record, you know, says you are. But the best way to change that record is go out there and and, and uh, you know you know get some Ws. And so yeah, Purdue's a big big victory, but you know Purdue isn't. Uh, you know, hellraisers. You know, they went out to Syracuse and laid an egg. You know, you saw them, you know, multitude of penalties, uh, inefficient on offense and defense. You know, they got a little bit of injury bug going on. Um, but, you know, that, that you know, Jeff Romm offense wasn't, you know, clicking on all cylinders. And you saw what Syracuse was able to do. And by no means is Syracuse the, you know, world-beater. So anybody can be beat any day, any time. Uh, just a matter of fact, you just got to go out there and earn it.
1: I know you guys are going to break down Purdue quite a bit throughout the week, but, but before you guys transition over to Purdue, and I know we're still having a little victory Monday, still excited about the win, what are kind of your biggest takeaways, not only positives, but some of the negatives and maybe things that, as a Nebraska fan, some things that you would want to see cleaned up, want to see worked on throughout this Big Ten yeah. schedule? Because, it, it like yeah. you said, it, it's not perfect. Like it, There were some good things, but there are also some things that Nebraska needs to work on.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, I want is like I want to see the tempo, you know, a lot more fierce coming out of the gate. You know, I, I want I, I want that I want that thermostat on a hundred. You know, I'll, you know, I think sometimes we, you know, we're not doing it as much as before, but I think sometimes we kind of ooze into it. You know, ooze into competition. You know, let's let's, let's start out on point. Um, you know, obviously, offensive line. I think just with the efficiency, you know, as far as getting on your blocks and not so many, you know, leaky. So not so much leakage in the in the run and pass game. So the penetration is what killed us. The um, sturdiness and pass protection. There was a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of you know, whether it's hands, body, you know, you know, just around the quarterback when they were, when we were trying to pass the ball. And then on and, you know, then on on the flip side, we didn't get a lot of push offensively. I think that um, you know, I think we missed some hauls and opportunities that were there in the run game. But ultimately, you know, the tempo up front wasn't set from the very beginning. Now, I do think they recovered, uh, especially in the second half. But you know, when you're going and playing on the road or you're playing against better teams, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, you know, in comparison to to Rutgers, you have to start faster than that. So I I like I would I would uh, you know that's one big thing. Um, I'd like to see the drops you know cleaned up um, and the efficiency. You know, obviously you can't have the. You know, a couple of kind of, you know, out of nowhere interceptions. And so, you know, he's well aware of that. Um, and then defensively, we gotta, you know, we gotta continue to to improve. You know, we gotta be better, you know, especially against Purdue, uh, against the run and just in a four man front, we we can't sell out and, and bring seven, eight guys in the box because we can't, you know, stop a one back type of offense. So we gotta win some one on one battles up front like we did against Rutgers and uh, we've got to continue to tackle well and we've got to take advantage of the opportunities we get. You know, that's the thing that was different, you know, whether it's the last interception, the Hartsog, or the one, by I was throwing right to Miles farmer or any other interception, you know, they're there, we got to make it. And, if, you know, if Garrett Nelson doesn't get blocked. He's got to sack the quarterback and maybe go a little bit farther. Let's try to get a sack force fumble and recovery scoop and score. You know, that's the grand slam of them all. So, just continue to, to take advantage of the opportunities along with creating your own opportunities and how that happened. Uh, how we were able to get some turnovers was we were able to play pretty steady and stay in the fight and keep the game close. So then therefore they felt like they had to take some chances, especially when we, you know, got it within a one score game. So, you know, that's why we were able to do things that we needed to do to win the game. Um, you know, late in the game, which we hadn't been able to do. So those are all positives. And then obviously the only negative would have been, you know, especially in like blood punt, but you know, we got to get the return game going. Cause I think when you, when you are more effectively, you know, on the return game, that kind of like changes the mindset of the opposing coaches and how, how uh, aggressive they can be. Now, I know they're two different things, but you know, if you have a, if you, if you pop a big run, um, uh, in the return game, I think it changes the mindset of what they're trying to do. And, um, you know, as far as pump block, and uh, you know, I think the you know the the timing of the, you know snap and and punt, you know, got to be a little bit quicker. But I think this is something that they'll they'll definitely remedy. So you know, so confident in that. Um, so I think there's a lot of positives. And uh, you know, Rutgers makes you play a type of game that you have to embrace. You know, they want to try to beat you with toughness. They're going to try to get some special teams plays against you. They yeah, got one of the best returners in the game. They're going to try to do different things offensively where they have, um, you know, number 21, where he, you know, he plays quarterback, running back, tight end, you know, Noah Vedro played a little bit. So they're trying to throw every, every kind of off speed or, or specialty uh, pitch, if you compare it to an analogy in baseball, and you just have to be able to, you know, embrace it, overcome it. And then obviously take advantage of it when you got uh, got a chance. And so, you know, that's what they did. And so they did what they needed to do to win. And ultimately, you know, when you go back and look at it, you look at it what you did, you know, in the positive and then you look at what you didn't do so well and make sure that you improve upon it because any type of chinks in the armor, whether it's individual play or collective uh position group, you know, you better you best believe Purdue is gonna try to take advantage of it. So like you know, here's an example. There was a play I think where uh Turner was playing right tackle and he had a pass set and they kinda ran like a little wasn't they dropped the defensive end and the and the in the defensive tackle kinda looped around where he normally would have had contained but he got inside of Turner. Well, he actually had a decent pass set. He just, you know, actually set too good and too wide and the guy was able to get inside of him, get into Casey's face, right? But the other guys as far as like you know, somewhat of a slide protection was was pretty decent. So those are things that, you know, was a positive and a negative. You know, you can self correct that and not be over anxious in the set. Be a little bit more patient, so you won't give up the quick, easy—I uh, call it easy access—to the quarterback. But the positive also was the other guys had them blocked up pretty well, especially you know, under a situation where you know you couldn't have or afford the mistake that you were doing before because you were losing the game. So you know, there's there's things that are there. You know that you know. I guess the devil in the details as far as uh, you know things that you know are correctable, but then also um, somewhat on a positive note. You know when you're thinking or referring to. Uh, where where the team is at as far
1: as execution-wise. Uh, I, I know that I've messed with you a few times about Garrett Nelson and how much I've been impressed by him. That continues this past game. He gets a sack and a half, really led the team in tackles, showed a lot of intensity too. Uh, can you just talk about the impact that he's had and kind of maybe the guy that's been there, a captain, and really set the tone, and then on top of that, just kind of some guys that – over this win streak or whatever you want to call it, have really impressed and then taken the next step?
0: Well, I mean, he's a captain. He's a guy that's, uh, you know, he's homegrown from Western Nebraska. He's right. like, you, know, uh, you know, he's a tough kid and he's a competitive kid. I think he, you know, had a really decent year last year. Looked to improve upon it, you know. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you're a captain and lot's expected of you, you know, your your expectations and, and your evaluations go up. And so what, what comes with that, is, you know, you gotta bring it every game. And I think that, you know, we're you know, when you have a transition from a you know, head coach and defensive coordinator that, you know, will world like, you know, happen, you need your guys to step up, especially when it could go either way. You could, you know, lose the rest of your games and lose the teams you shouldn't be and, you know, curl up and pout or you uh, you know, face the challenge and do what you need to do. And that is what I think he did and he has done. I mean I think he's reaping the rewards of, of hard work and, and and embracing the change and doing what he needs to do to become, you know, a better player, a better version of himself. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's inspiring other guys. You see a little bit more, um, you know, playmaking and, and a little bit more energy. out of Like, and you know, Mathis. You see, you know, some Jamari Butler in there doing his thing. Um, you see some guys that, that are, you know, following his lead, and that's what you like, and, and, and that's what you expect out of your um, – you know, bigger name players. You want them to do well and you want them to perform well under any circumstances. So that's what he's doing and that's what you'd be expected. So, you know, you're happy for him. Um, and, you know, he takes it very, you know, takes his football thing playing for Nebraska real serious. And, you know, I'll tell you, there's not a coach in America or a coach, you know, that, that looks at Nebraska that, that looks at Garrett Nelson like, man, I couldn't win with that guy. He, you know, he puts in a winnable effort, you know, both, you know, every day of the week. And it comes out on Saturdays and, uh, you know, right now he's, you know, he's, he's, he's doing well. And, and look, it, and it's not about facts because teams are going to start focusing on him. So he needs to, you know, he's just going to keep, you know, making plays that you can make. And then, you know, also make the football plays that don't show up in the, uh, uh I guess in the stat sheet. And that's what he does. And, uh, and that's what I'll continue to do. And so you know, you're happy for a kid that comes in and works hard, does what he needs to do. Um, and really, you know, appreciates his opportunity, you know, at Nebraska, and uh, you know, and, and the rest his history. He, he's, uh, he's he's a dang good player, and he's going to continue to make plays.
1: Oh, I know you got to go, Jay. I'll, I'll wrap this up and put a nice bow on it before. But before we let you go, uh, Raiders travel to Kansas City. Chiefs seven-point favorites. Oh. Uh, wh- what happens in this one? Do the Raiders stand a chance?
0: Uh, I think the Chiefs. The Chiefs are you know playing well. Um, I look for the Chiefs to win. I think the game is gonna be highly competitive. I think it's a seven point game. I think they'll do more than than cover. But here's the deal. I think the the more the point spread shouldn't, you know, is a good point spread, but I think it's more or less on to um over under a seven of how many fights they're gonna be between the Raiders <laughs> yeah. fans and the Chiefs fans. Because the people don't know about the Raiders. They they trade they 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 travel like a gang. <laughs> you know they they yeah. come deep and they they the chief and, they, and here's the thing about the NFL you know Nebraska Oklahoma Nebraska Colorado that's intense. Let me tell you what the Chiefs and the Raiders hate each other mm-hmm. and the fans hate each other mm-hmm. and it's going to be a good atmosphere. It's going to be a cool game and uh, but the Chiefs I think are just too good. Patrick Mahomes is that dude. He's Hello, too I'm good. In the hotel, are you? No, I, I don't um, think it's a one
1: time entry. Do not park and, and,
0: and so I think the Chiefs will end up winning.
1: Jay, we appreciate you as always. Bye. I know you got things to do. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: All right, man. I appreciate
1: it. All right. Sounds good. There he goes, Jay Foreman. Great insight, as always, from the Husker Hall of Famer. we got to take one more quick break, and then we're going to wrap this up, put a nice bow on it right here on the block. Or excuse me, not on the block. I already had that one right here on Old School, 93.7 The Ticket.